Hey all, Marty here. I wanted to invite you to our live call every Tuesday, 1 p.m. East, 10 a.m. West in the ACB community. If you want to listen live, you can tune in on ACB Media 5 or bring your questions live. Check us out in Clubhouse or visit acb.community to get more information about how you can join the Zoom calls. The replays are also shared on your favorite podcast platform. Search for Unmute Presents. Hello and welcome to Future Ready, the podcast that explores the opportunities and challenges of making AI and machine learning accessible to everyone. I'm Lynn Schneider, and I'm joined today by my co-host, Michael Babcock. Hi, Michael. Hey, Lynn. How's it going? It's going great. And Good. this I'm is our first... That. Super excited about this. Super excited. I'm very super excited. <laughs> so. This podcast is really about making AI accessible to everyone. And one of the most important things when you're using AI, um, we're going to go in, we're going to go through some sort of beginner things today just to get you guys um, up to speed on what AI is and how to work with it or machine learning, however you want to. Before we jump into that, though, Lynn, uh, mm-hmm. real quick, can you let listeners know what is AI? I mean, that's two letters on the keyboard. What is it? Yes. So it stands for artificial intelligence. And honestly, I think Michael and I would agree that, boy, I wish we had another name for it because it really isn't artificial intelligence. It is more machines really doing the hard, the the analyzing and the thinking that takes us a long time to do. And it's really speeding up processes. It's giving us information in a format that helps us to get things done in a more efficient way. I call it augmented intelligence. Yes. I love that. Yeah. Um, you know, unfortunately, AI has negative connotation. We're on this podcast. My hope is that, you know, if you're coming here to hear about AI destroying humanity, well, you're going to be disappointed because we just, there's enough of that out there. I'm just really getting tired of it. I would like to hear, I would like to explore the more positive things. We definitely will talk about the, you know, the not so great things, but I believe there's a lot of positive uh, that can come from AI. And I think we need to really start to explore that. Um, But you could also use machine learning if you were more comfortable with that. Basically, we're taking information that is in machines and the machines are giving it back to us in a way that we can use. Um, Great explanation. Yeah, that's about... I mean, I tr- I'm trying to, I've been trying to think about this and really give people uh, a, a good explanation of what it is. But I think the best way to find out what it is, is to use it. Uh, and so I thought we would spend maybe this entire episode really talking about where you can go if you want to use artificial intelligence or machine learning. There are several places. The most popular one right now is ChatGPT. 
Um, there is a free version of ChatGPT that you can access by going to OpenAI. Uh, I'm trying to, that website. Chat.openai.com. Yeah, chat.openai.com. And set up an account. There is a plus version, which I recommend more. But if you're a beginner and you're just playing around, you can start with the free version. Just be aware that the free version has knowledge only up to 2021. So <laughs> as far as current events or whatever, it's not going to do so great with that. Because so I think that if you are doing anything where facts are involved, it's super, super important that you double check them always. But for fact-based things, I don't think the free version of chat GPT is a great way to do that. Um, another way that you can, well, there's a plus version, which is 20 bucks a month. If you're really into it, like I am, <laughs> um, and that will give you web access. So for example, if you're asking for facts, it will go out and check the web for you instead of being limited to 2023 or 2021. Um, but my favorite way is with Bing. And I like Bing because it's very conversational. Um, it uses, it's really good at using natural language, which means you can talk to it the way I'm talking to you right now. Um, you know, if you if you go to a store um, to find something, you're not going to say cable. You're not going to say to the clerk, cable, USB-C, connect. <laughs> that's not the way we talk, is it? Okay, so that's not natural language. And that was the old way that we talked to our search engines. But this is a new way now. We're talking to our search engines and we're talking to our chatbots in the way that we talk and think to each other. And I think that's what's really different. You said you found a couple of news articles or a couple of articles. What, what type of info do you want to chat about today? Okay, so I want to talk about prompting because this is so important when you're using these systems, whether you're using Bing or ChatGPT. There's also Google Bard. Uh, these are all services that do basically the same thing. They will give you access to AI, artificial intelligence, um, or how, whatever you want to call it. But when we talk about prompting, this is a super important subject. When you're prompting, you're, this is how you talk to chat GPT. This is how you talk to your language models. And the reason why it's so important is I always say, what's more important, asking the right questions or getting the right answers? Well, if you want to get the right answers from ChatGPT, you need to ask the questions in the right way. So we're going to talk about prompting. And basically, prompting is just basically talking to your model, your GPT model or Bing model or whatever. And I found an article um, because basically when you prompt, you want to ask the model to, to, you know, AI can break complex problems down into smaller parts. And that's one of the real advantages of it. 
It can help you really think about things in micro. Um, and let's see, on, I found an article in Forbes that I would highly recommend that you read to learn about prompting. Um, so this, this article um, was basically talking about the four types of prompts. It's called four types of chat GPT prompts every entrepreneur should know. Mm -hmm. And, um, and it's, it's, it was in Forbes. It's by, uh, I think it's Jody Cook and Lasse Linne. I don't really know how to pronounce this person's name, but I do like to give credit to the human people that write things. I think it's important. L-A-S-S-E-L-I-N-N-E-S is the um, person that is giving this advice. So let's talk about these four prompt types. Okay, so the first prompt type that they talk about is information prompts. Now, information prompts are sort of what they would sort of sound like, but they are a a way to to get really specific things that you uh, need you're just asking for information when you want to be educated about a specific topic. You want to learn something faster. Um, you want to receive a summary or better understanding of a topic in more detail. So you might say to the chat bot, I want to learn about blank. Um, say I want to learn about guide dogs. Explain something about blank in format. like." Explain to me, um, you know, about guide dogs as if I were a five-year-old or. That's a big one. Like, yeah, I, that's I see that one used all the time is, is explain to me programming as if I was a five-year-old. And, yes. and that to me, <laughs> I think is amazing when you can get mm-hmm. that to work. Right. Because it tells the, the model, it gives the model some idea of how you want the output to be. You might even be specific about the tone. I want this to be in a professional, like I'm speaking to a professional or like I'm speaking to a professional audience. Um, or like I'm talking to, um, I don't know, a business client or something like that. So you, you're telling that the model, this is what I want. And this is how I would like to have the output. So you're you're being as specific as possible. So let's talk about the second prompt they talk about. And it is creative, the creative prompts. And this is this is fun. I think Michael and I would agree this is really a fun one because it's more imaginative and engaging um, content like stories, poems, or scripts. Okay. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Um you could ask it to write a story about um I did one the other day. I was trying to explain to my niece how when you make a cake or when you make cookies, right, each little ingredient makes a difference. So even the little ingredients make a big difference when you're making cookies. That's what I was trying to demonstrate. So I asked Bing Chat to write me a story about the ingredients in cookies and how each ingredient 
has a job to do. And I am writing this for a four-year-old. <laughs> and it came up with just this beautiful story um, of how all the different things, how some things help the cookies rise, some things help the cookies to stay together so they don't fall apart. And they all have a job to do. So when you're prompting, again, talking about that prompting again, and you're asking the model to be specific about certain things, um, you could say, for example, in this type of write a script for a YouTube video, um, no longer than uh, five minutes, so simple that a fifth grader could understand. So you could say, you know, write a script for a YouTube video about whatever that you want. So you're asking it to be creative. Um, you know, write a blog post about blank, whatever it is, and in detail, um, specify tone and uh, consider the audience. So I want this to be a relaxed style. You can, one of my favorite things is in the style of. So you could say, write me a story in the style of Stephen King about uh, a sentient vacuum cleaner that goes crazy and <laughs> whatever. I mean, you can do that and it's really fun. So that's the fun one. I enjoy that. Okay. Number three, instructional prompts. Okay. When you want to sort of learn how to do something, you have a skill, a step-by-step -step guidance you want um, or tutorial. You want to create a tutorial about something. This is where your instructional prompt comes in. So you would say to your chat bot, you would say, explain in a step-by-step -step guide how to set up a Facebook ad. Um, and Or how do I set up a Facebook ad campaign on whatever subject? Or how do I set up a public service campaign about uh, the importance of, I don't know. <laughs> Something that I've done with it is uh, write me a script for a public service announcement, letting people know about our local affiliate chapter meeting. Yes. And that's for ACB. And I give it the details. And you're right. When you use a tool like Bing, or if you're using the, uh, uh, Bing search in GPT-4, then you can actually give it that much details. And and it's all about the prompt because if you tell it research ACB and include important information, it's going to do just that. So it really mm -hmm. comes down to the information that you give it to. And if you want here in a few minutes, because I think you have a couple more, I can share a couple of the prompts that I use because I use a tool on the Mac called Mac GPT. And mm -hmm. Mac GPT lets you actually set the prompt for chat GPT. So you can go into the preferences of Mac GPT and give it the instructions that you want it to have. That way you don't have to type it in every time. And then any of your queries from Mac GPT will already be prefaced with that specific prompt. So it gives you the information uh, in the narrow way that you're looking for or in the broader way that you're looking for. Yep. Yep. And okay, so our last type of prompt that they talk about is this problem solving prompt. And this is sort of, they say it's similar to the creative prompt. But with the more specific uh, purpose of actually solving a problem, 
So for example, you could use a problem solving prompt when you're trying to make uh, progress on something that you're stuck on and you don't know which way to go or you don't know how to get unstuck. For example, you could do a, a prompt that says, my website traffic is stalling. Um, suggest ways to increase organic traffic to my website. Huh. Okay. And explain your site's size and um, purpose. So this is um, part of this article. And a lot of the stuff I'm, I'm doing right now, I'm taking from it. So I do highly recommend that you look at it because it is it does go more into detail. Um, here's another one. Um, I want to start a landscaping business. This is from me, actually, with a budget of blank. Okay. So you're giving it, you're saying, I only have this much money. So how can I do this in these particular parameters? You might say, and I am blind or, and I am, you know, whatever. I only have, this is only a part-time job or whatever. So you're giving, you're telling it, hey, I want this information, but here are my parameters. Here are my limitations. Or you could say, um, create a comprehensive guide to starting a landscaping business um, with financing options, including loans, uh, grants, and equity financing. That was in the article. So you will, for this particular type of prompt, you will need the web, okay? Because you're asking it to actually look up facts. You know, um, you're not being creative here. You're being very technical, right? And so you will need to use a service that does provide you access to the web um, with your chat, with your AI. And that would be right now Bing, uh, GPT plus, or would you say Google Bard? Would you say that I... Yeah, Google Bard can do some sort of Google Bard can um, do that as well. Have you tried experimenting with changing the prompt for a tool like Bing? And have you noticed a change in the results if you have? Oh, yes. Yes. Good call. Sure. Sometimes you can ask it a question. If you ask it in a different way, then you get a different output. And it's... Yeah. Um, and you want to make sure when you do this that you're in the right box. You don't want to be just in the search box. You actually want to be in the chat box. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, go to chat.bing.com and that that typically will take you to the proper yeah, place. Because otherwise it'll just do you know keyword search. But the nice thing about search with our, our nice thing about like chat GPT or web type thing that it does give you that access to the web. So it's not limited to information that it knows you know up until 2021 or something it has fresh data so let me read you the prompt that i use and uh, i i will tell you why i crafted this prompt and there are people out there making 60 to 100 thousand dollars a year just by being what are called prompt engineers yeah. so if you're interested look up prompt engineer or ask chat gpt how can i be a good prompt engineer um and one of the things that i wrote in the prompt that i have on mac gpt is you are an assistant to michael babcock customer Manager of Customer Experience with AT Guys. Michael's email is michael at atguys.com and our website is atguys.com. That's the prompt. 
the uh, additional information that I've added to that is uh, please provide concise and professional information back. And so that's what I've written in the preferences for Mac GPT. So if I go in and I say, hey, help me write a response to this email, and I give it some details about the email, and I hit enter, it writes that as if it was from me. So at the end, it doesn't say best regards your name. It says best regards Michael Babcock, manager of customer experience at AT Guys, because it already knows all those details. And prompting it with that will allow it to provide you a better experience and a better end result when you're uh, working with tools like GPT. And I'm going to have to play with it on Bing because I have not played with prompts on Bing. Mm -hmm. And in the article, they mentioned that using AI using machine learning is sort of like when you first get a blender, right? Or you first get something that you have never used before. Um, it's it's great to have mentors. And that's one of the things we do here on, on the podcast, because I think it's great to get with people that have experience, but prompting is just this amazing um thing that we're all learning how to do and it's something that we really weren't taught anywhere it's something that you just have to practice and by the way if you make if you get an output that you don't like try redoing the prompt or try um kind of thinking about it so in other words you are sort of being part of the creative process you're not really just expecting the models to do all the work. You also have to do the work of learning how these models work and learning how to get what you want out of them. And that's that takes practice. It really does. But it's fun. It definitely so, is. Yeah. Yep. So that's our little lesson in prompting. And we're going to talk, we'll be talking a lot about prompting. What I'm kind of hoping is that we can share each week. We both can share some of the prompts that we used um, with the different services and how it worked out. Did it work out well? Did it not work out? So that you can see examples of prompts in action. And if you have some prompts that you have enjoyed using, please send them over to feedback at unmute.show. And that was, what was that again? I just talked over you, Michael. (laughs) Oh, I was just going to edit you out. Uh, (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) If you have a prompt that you would like to uh, share with us that you found to be successful, please send that to feedback at unmute.show. And then I think we'll wrap it up here in a moment too. Uh, But I I want to throw this over to you and then let you close it out. Uh, One thing that I think is going to be huge when it comes with prompting is some of these GPT tools are starting to be able to interpret images. And if you can prompt the tool to say, hey, describe this image to a sight-impaired individual, that could give a description a lot different of an experience. What do you think? I definitely agree. The future to me is very exciting with this technology. So, you know, I just really would encourage you guys to try it out. Don't be afraid and have a good time with it so you can be future ready. Definitely, Lynn. Well, thanks a lot. And uh, let people know what we're calling this again, because I already forgot. (laughs) Sure. 
This is called Future Ready, the podcast that that explores the opportunities and challenges of making AI and machine learning accessible to everyone.